0: If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocall M-A-F-S.
1: You guys know I don't drink very much. Hi, I'm Tane, and I'm Aide, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
0: Hi, everyone out there. We're back again for season 15. Hello, Ade. Hi, Tane. Can't believe we're back. <laughs> I can't. We, we didn't go away. <laughs> we didn't go away. But anyways, are you ready to do this again? I'm ready. We are in San Diego. I mean, it's already like the beach, the backdrops. It doesn't look cold. It was very nice, very pleasant to see. It was nice. And I felt
1: like they took advantage of being outside like as much as possible.
0: So that
1: was a good move.
0: Yeah. So do we have anything to update the people since since we were allegedly away? Did you have a good time off? Did you do anything (laughs) fun? Do you want to tell people how you're playing? What did I call it? Ping pong something?
1: City ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> Update the people. How have you been? I've been good. For The patrons know because we told them on the bonus episodes um, that we've put out. But this is our first official episode. And so, yeah, I've been playing city ping pong. So uh, for our longtime listeners, you know that I lived in the D.C. area. Then earlier this year, I moved to Houston. And then I visited D.C. a couple times. And now I'm back in the D.C. area. I've not permanently moved back. It is a temporary work assignment that has me has me in the D.C. area again. So that everybody in my life is confused again about where exactly do you live?
0: I wish you guys could see my face every time A texts me. Oh, I'm coming back. Just, just stay.
1: <laughs> but yeah. But bonus of being back is that I get to see Tane. Um <laughs> And she's happy about that, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she does. We got to watch the matchmaking special together. Yeah, we watched the matchmaking special, which we never watch before the season starts, but we switched things up. I mean, Lifetime is switching things up with the experts. So we did too, and we watched it together. We rarely get to watch and Actually, we've never watched an episode together. That's correct, right?
1: Never. It was real fun for Even me. Even when
0: we're in the same house. There was a time she stayed in my place when she was in town. We didn't watch it together. <laughs> That was a weird choice, now that I think about it. <laughs> but it okay. made perfect sense to me. It really did. It really did.
1: <laughs> um, so that was that's my summer. Tane, what is what was your summer like?
0: I mean, my summer has been good. I love the summer. I don't understand people who like, I can't wait for the cold. I know it's hot. Being hot is uncomfortable. But I think everything is better in the summer. The drinks are better. Moods are better. There's so much stuff to do. I feel like I've had an event every weekend. I've got to travel. Uh, My husband and I took a vacation to Turkey, which was so amazing. It's such a pretty country. We got to go to three cities. So it was good to see everything, including being the typical tourist or typical American looking for a salt-based restaurant, which was amazing, by the way. I didn't get to see him. But other than that, lounging in the pool, water is my happy place. So it's been a good summer. I agree with you about summer in DC.
1: I will say that leaving Houston... The only really, really good part about leaving Houston, besides getting to hang out with you, is leaving 101. My car thermometer said 109 degrees one day. I come here. It is 81. It is 85. That is great summer weather. All the way up to 90 is great summer weather.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I hear it's torturous down in Texas. Like, it's just, like, boiling hot. But anyways, that's good. I hope we have a good summer. We're supposed to meet up pretty soon. I hope we actually see each other. (laughs) We're
1: going to see each other. I'm not worried about that.
0: (laughs) I mean, I invited you over the other day. You did give me enough notice. (laughs) (laughs) It was impromptu. Okay, guys. So do we have any housekeeping prompts for the people?
1: Um, As part of my, you know, being on this temporary work assignment, we have always tried to get the episode out on Fridays, but we will probably have the episode out At some point over the weekend is our our goal. Our maximum. Uh, Yes. If we don't get it out on Friday, it'll be out over the weekend. And then, um, as we mentioned, we've been on Patreon. We did the matchmaking special and we did another 90 Day Fiance episode. You can go to our Patreon to check it out. And coming up on Patreon, we will have After Party. We will see who Keisha Knight Pulliam is talking to. Full disclosure, I have not watched After Party yet. And in the previews, they were not showing who was with her. So it'll be a surprise to all of us (laughs) Um, when you guys get your after-party bonus episode on Patreon next week. Um, Also, Netflix is putting out season 11 of Married at First Sight. Super exciting for us because season 11 was the first season that we covered.
0: Yep. And that was a good season. So for those of you who haven't heard that season, it'll be fun to just re-watch and hear our thoughts. Don't judge us on the quality. It took a while for us to get our groove, but you know, you can still hear our thoughts on there. Alrighty. Um not to um continue to plug our Patreon, but I do think it'll be a fun listen to listen to our matchmaking special and then listen to our this episode and just see. <laughs> What our thoughts were and how we matched up to the first episode. Because I got to tell you, I got excited about the season. I know what to expect. I know what they're going to do to me as the season drags along. But I I was excited about the episode. And then I thought about it. Is it because I watched the matchmaking special? But I don't want to give it credit. What do you think?
1: Oh, I wouldn't give it any credit. <laughs> I think I was excited because every... I, I'm... I'm uh... I I enjoy being scammed. You know, every season I get so excited at the beginning of the season. See new couples. The romantic in me is like invigorated. (laughs) Um, But the matchmaking special just really, I I was a little mm, not in love with it. So, Tane, what is happening in the world of maths? I
0: think I will be remiss to not start with the fact that I don't have proof Nothing official has come out, but Steve and Noi are done. Like, you don't need a crystal ball. These people are not posting anything together. Noi is in a different city. Steve is posting with his family. She's not part of that. He's He had a live. He's ignoring everything, every question about that. And she posted something today saying, my new home. And it had the view a skyline. I'm guessing it's still Boston. I don't think she moved states. I don't have any indication of that. But... It is safe to say that these two are done. I would agree. Um, But I think that they
1: are still in the figuring it out stage. Otherwise, I think they would tell us. Is that expecting
0: too much of them? No. I mean, that was the last official statement. Was Steve saying something about figuring it out? I don't know if figuring it out means not seeing each other or hanging out at all. But there's that. Um, Rachel from Houston posted something. I mean she's actually a fun person. Like she's been traveling and for some, my heart swells for her that she gets to do all the traveling. She actually got to go to Switzerland. Like she wanted to, like Jose would have just held her back. She's living her best life. I don't know if she's in debt doing it, <laughs> but she's happy. And that's all that matters. But she came back and said, you know, she got dumped when she came back from vacation. Granted, it wasn't like a, like a Fisher relationship. It was just after four dates. And she was blindsided by it. So, you know, I hope her heart heals. But, yeah. Um, Chris has a girlfriend. He's been posting a picture when he went to a festival. I don't know her name, but she's like a redhead. But I think it's official that they're dating. And I should specify that it's the Chris from Boston. Alyssa Chris.
1: Thank you for that clarification. (laughs) Because Yes, thank you for that clarification. I was like, oh, God, oh, God. Christopher, Linda has a girlfriend. Save her. But we don't have to send in the Calvary.
0: Yeah. Lindsay is still being a health or trying to be a health influencer. And she posted one of her videos. And someone said, wow, Lindsay, you're so skinny. What did you do? She was like, don't stay in an unhappy relationship. That's literally all I did. So. (laughs) Okay. I think it goes both ways because Mark also lost a lot of ways. <laughs> so <laughs> She's on to something. <laughs> Speaking of Mark, I don't know if he has a line or clothes label or whatever, but he posted a bunch of shirts that have shark logos on there. I mean, it's pretty smart, but it's close to the, oh God, I don't know if I'm saying it right. The Lacoste, La La how do you say it? The one with the I alligators? Lacoste,
1: but it could be anything. Cost?
0: I don't know. <laughs> no. With the alligators, it's pretty much that, but a shark. So good for him if people do you think mark
1: the shark is a big enough brand that we should be buying t-shirts i
0: think whatever or how many or how niche the audience is it will be enough income for him i don't think he's expecting it to be like all like large scale or anything as long as he makes sales at a certain threshold i think he'll be happy that's such a charitable reading like i think if we ever got to the point where we're doing like giveaways that would be a good thing it's you know connected to the you know label and then he has a sale right there that might make people get t-shirts too i think a lot of people found wait am i overestimating found mark likable but i don't know if it's in relation to lindsey or maybe they felt sorry for him um, I'm not using us as the as the, as the
1: barometer. Um, I'm like, do I like Mark? I don't dislike Mark, but and I'm not cheap either. But I, I don't see myself spending money on Mark-related products.
0: Oh, that's a good question. Then, then who who is someone you would spend money on their product?
1: I it depends more on the product than the person. <laughs> Oh, like okay. I would consider it for like Brianna and Vincent. Okay. I would consider it you know what's funny? My absolute favorites have a company. I've never bought anything from Deanna and Greg. <gasps> I don't need t-shirts to say I love Jesus. Um <laughs> <Eight>. <laughs> I don't, so I'm sorry. I can't can't spend money on them. Um, but yeah, it's more like, okay, if I like you and you have a product that I think that I would enjoy, then yes, but so far, no one. Not even Kate with her lingerie. I'm just like, I don't think I need that either.
0: You know, I'm going to make a confession, and the only person that knows this is Aid. I absolutely detest her, but I did buy a product that Jamie was touting. I know, guys, throw tomatoes at me, but I did. Not going to say the product, but... I guess you're right. That's why I was agreeing with you where it depends on the product and not the person. Because if I can buy something from Jamie, I can buy from anyone.
1: You can. You can.
0: (laughs) And finally, um, not long ago, Olajuwon's Instagram got hacked, but he's back online. He has a new handle and I probably should have written it down, but I'm sure he's pretty easy to find. But Olajuwon is back online, but it has fitness in it. I think it's OD Fitness. Yes, Olajuwon Dickerson Fitness. That makes sense. OD underscore fitness. So if you are so inclined to follow Olajuwon, go follow him so he can build back his followers. And that's all. The people have been busy.
1: They have. Um, so I, I just really enjoy anytime um, I see pictures of the Randall baby. Rain. <laughs> Even though it has the same name as one of the Kardashian children. I still enjoy it. <laughs>
0: He's so cute. I saw a video of him today. Good for them. So we've spoken a little about the episode. But like I mentioned, I was gingered. But the fact that the show started with all the bad sides, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go.
1: Where they show the arguments and the yelling and the, <laughs> yes. I want to get a divorce. <laughs> And like a fool, last year I think I said, oh, I don't take any of it seriously, but I should have.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Might as well get into the episode, right, Abe? Might as well. Um, We start with Dr. Pepper talking at one point. I really enjoyed her interview
0: look, and her hair looked really great. Yeah. She seemed checked in. You know how I've been <laughs> saying Dr. Pepper seems like, I hate y'all. I'm just here for the paycheck. and I, But she seems actually dialed in. So I don't know. Maybe it's because it's just the two of them. She's like, I got to step it up. (laughs) Or maybe she's just happy to be on the West Coast. It's not a long flight. (laughs) That's true. That is true. So we start with a
1: little bit of a retread of the matchmaking special. Um, But some new stuff too. And we go through each couple. And they get to tell either their friends or their family that they're getting married. And we watch a
0: package of them. So we start with Lindy and Miguel. Sorry to interrupt you, but you guys know I like to see what titles they give them every week. I didn't get it in a matchmaking special, so as we go through each couple, I'll tell you what their titles were. Lindy is the adventurous overthinker, and Miguel is the starry-eyed scribe, because he's a medical writer. I don't know what that is still, but yes, carry on. You forgot that he's a poet. (laughs) I'm not even going to... I did not forget. (laughs) I was not going to mention it because there were awkward moments surrounding (laughs) this poetry he speaks of.
1: One fact about me, I don't like poetry. I've never read poetry for anything besides a school assignment. Um, I think Amanda Gorman's cool, but that's about as far as I'll go for poetry.
0: I don't like it either. Spoken word, poetry, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, kudos to everyone. I don't get it. And I'm an avid reader. We're both avid readers, but we're just, poetry is not it for us. I find it And, And I would love to hear from people who like poetry, by the way. Um... A, people are going to think we're just like terrible people. We're not animal people and we now we don't like poetry. Do we have joy in our lives?
1: I love babies. If I see a baby, I'll make faces at it. Even with my mask on, I'll wave at it. Um I, I love babies and that's what keeps me from knowing that I'm a, a psychopath because other <laughs> animals, poetry, but I, I got babies. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. This went left. Um, so Lindy, we start with Lindy going to tell her friends. They, you know, are shocked or whatever. Um, but we go into a whole background about how Lindy grew up Seventh Day Adventist. Um, Lindy was their friends, was the first, ex- which I've never seen this, I think, on any other season of MAFS, This cast has the most multi multi-ethnic group of friends.
0: Yes, it was very diverse. I was so proud of them, but also they're on the West Coast. I, I, I would be, I've been to the West Coast like two times, three times
1: in my life, Max. I feel like I don't know anything about West Coast culture. Um, <laughs> her friends, they go through this whole thing about like, where they try to describe their friend and then the more they talk about it, the more you're like, oh, this one's going to be a disaster because they say she's angry. Okay, that's acceptable. I'm angry. But they say things like, she's emotional, but she means well. I'm like, what does that mean?
0: <laughs> you know, as we watched this, I kept, okay, two things. You know how we thought the matchmaking special, like the first episode was just going to be a repeat of it. Was it just me? It wasn't exactly a repeat or a duplicate of what it, it was like it has in the past. And I don't feel like part of why we watched it was a lot of people would say things like, oh, they mentioned that in matchmaking. I don't feel like everything was mentioned. Some things were like brand new to me. I don't think I knew this about Lindy.
1: No, we did. Yeah, we learned new things about them, things that I thought it would have come up in the matchmaking special. Okay. All right. Yeah. I noticed that her and her table, uh her friends, there were like four of them, but there were like twelve wine glasses on the table. So
0: I was a little bit like, oh my god. Oh um- they got they got a they got a flight. <laughs> so it's gonna be like four or five each, and it's not like filled, it's just little to taste. Alcoholics. So <laughs>
1: I'm joking, I'm joking. Um we t- we hear a lot about how Lindy wants kids. I'm gonna struggle real hard calling her Lindy. I hope I'm gonna slip up and call her Lindsay at least a few times. Um Next up is Miguel, who is in a costume. He's meeting up with his friends who are also in costumes to play Dungeons and Dragons. I just thought it was really cute. And I think Lindy will really like
0: that side of him. I think so too. I didn't think it was, I mean, it's different, but I just feel like who's anybody to judge people for what they like or enjoy. Everyone's just trying to find joy in the world. And this is what gives him joy. He's not hurting anybody.
1: And he looked adorable in that costume. He didn't look silly. He just looked really cute. hmm So we find out that Miguel is Puerto Rican and when he was 10, he moved back to Puerto Rico with his dad. His mom left and he drops the line that he has a history of women he can't rely on or feel safe with. And I said, oh my God, (laughs) I hope that's not prescient. Um... And Pastor Cal decides to tell us that Miguel has a history of putting in more work But Lindy wants a spouse where both of them will give their all. I was like, I don't know what, I I think that's a good sign. Or it's a sign that Miguel has deep Amber-like issues that are going to come to play.
0: Yeah, I wrote down that Miguel probably suffers from low self-esteem. Because by the time his friends were talking about the forgiving someone (laughs) three times... (laughs) After finding text messages, <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh, we got a problem right here. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: funny thing is, I really I really like Miguel. I don't know about Lindy. And I just feel like, is this going to be another season where I can only root for 50% of the couple?
0: Funny enough, I think we both had Lindy and Miguel as who we thought were good for, you know, the most likely to do well. Mm-hmm. But, we, but we also didn't know that Lindy was, what was it, her friend said? Her emotions can be heightened, is what they said. (laughs) So, yeah. And she's an overthinker and she spirals. And I'm like, this is not good. I did find Miguel's friends very negative. Like, I completely understand being cautious. But I just thought the negativity was strong. They're like, what if you don't like her? What if she's terrible? What if she's this? I'm like, I get it. But what if she is good? Like, not even one person brought that angle to the conversation. He's already getting married. So you might as well roll with it. It's true. I I, you know, you just, when someone says they're getting married at first
1: sight, I don't know what, there's no value add. You're here to be part of a TV show. And I don't know if people really understand that they're not supposed to give their friend any useful advice because there is none, unless you also have been married at first sight.
0: Yep. Well, before you move on from the couple, the last thing that Miguel made me laugh, I really like Miguel's energy and I'm not going to lie to you. I did like Lindy's energy, even with the heightened and all that kind of stuff. I just liked that she was awkward and all, but Miguel, they asked him if the role-playing transfers to the bedroom and Miguel's like, oh no, 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 no. I'm very vanilla. I'm vanilla, but I'm not boring. So (laughs) I'm like, good on you. (laughs) Vanilla sex matters. (laughs) Uh, so next up is Alexis and Justin. Okay. Alexis is 29 and her title is the passionate powerhouse. And Justin is 33 and the towering teddy bear. And I feel like you should give them a background on our thoughts on Justin.
1: (laughs) I I don't even know how to describe it.
0: Um, (laughs) We're both wary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought that it was just certain physical characteristics. But this episode, I was like, no, I think I think it's you. So we start with Justin, and he is sitting with his brother, a man who looks nothing like him and is about you know half his size.
0: Um- <laughs> guys, I think we should let you guys know. I mean, we had more in-depth about what we thought about Justin, but we thought Justin... Listen, when you're African, sometimes you can identify people. He, we thought he would... We were for sure that he was African because he has like some of the features for Eastern African. So as the time goes on, we're finding out that, no, he's from Alabama. And then we see his brother, his mom, and we're still like convinced that he's African, but everything we're told, it doesn't seem like he is. So then at some point I thought like maybe he was adopted. I know people don't look like, but guys, someone who's six eight and looks nothing like the rest of him. It was just a little like, Oh, okay. We were wrong the whole time. <laughs>
1: We made a lot of assumptions and Justin so far has not um, like nothing's played out the way we thought it would. He's like, nope, you're wrong. Nope, you're wrong. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed Justin telling his brother that he was getting married because his brother had what I considered to be like just a normal, appropriate reaction of, oh, my God, I'm about to die. I can't believe what you just told me. <laughs>
0: well, my only thing about his brother is his brother's Like, why would you even want to get married with his wife sitting across beside him?
1: Yeah, that was a theme of his brother like talking badly about the institution of marriage, and I can't stand people like that. Um, <laughs> if you hate marriage so much, then why are you married? I don't understand why people get married so they can talk about how terrible it is. It's, it's strange. Uh, yeah. If it's that bad, go on ahead and get divorced. You don't have to be married if you hate it that much. Yep. Justin starts off his bio section um, telling us a few things about himself but also that his biggest issue with women is that they all want to know are you packing and you know because he's six eight and it's very funny because the show wouldn't say it outright but we all understood what he was saying like is your is your dick
0: huge see like i was like what is going on here i mean i was trying to think the first time i saw him i did not think it's not not valid but i that was not one of my top 10 thoughts about justin there's way other things <laughs> i'm concerned about
1: i'm saying
0: even- <laughs> <laughs> um honey are you packing like we gotta get to the level where i you know everyone has their taste you know justin doesn't do it for me like i don't see him and oh i want to fuck you no I, and i'm just like who are these people asking if you're packing like okay you know what? If you had that thought, I want to know if you did. You know, we're a family now. It's not TMI. I just want to know if anyone looks at Justin and the first thing you think of is, are you packing? Because he made it like a personality because we heard it a lot of times. And and I will
1: give a caveat for everybody. If not Justin, if every time you see a super tall
0: guy, is that your thought? Please let us know. I mean, I'll confess. I don't think are you packing... I just think, how do you have sex? What is your girlfriend? Like? The, 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 the height difference. Yes, that's what I think of. But are you packing? Really? <laughs> <laughs> we
1: find out that this are you packing thing is just emblematic of Justin and his tall, uh, tall boy issues, which I do understand. I mm-hmm. have, I, there's a side of my family that's really quite tall. And one time my cousin came to visit and she's a girl and she's one. And sometimes she listens to the podcast. So I, and I was amazed, obviously I've known her since the day she was born. So I, I, and I've watched her grow. And it's just not that I would take her to meet new people. And all they wanted to talk about is how tall she was. And I was so annoyed by it. I'm yeah. like, she goes to this school. Like she's worked at these jobs. Like she has a whole personality. Like, I don't understand why, Oh, you're really tall. Oh, how tall are you? Oh, like I, it drove me crazy.
0: And I'm just thinking of, you were at my husband's birthday dinner, and you met my friend that's really tall. You yes, you remember? same yeah. thing. And when everyone was going on about it, and I had to tell people, like, people are not conscious about it. They think it's a conversation starter. And I'm like, I have a couple of tall friends like that. And I'm like, um... It's not exactly as comfortable because it's, you're not saying anything they haven't heard before, especially <laughs> if they're older, they've heard it their whole lives. So even when he said people just assumed that like they chose basketball for me and I'm not any good at it, that is exactly the struggle of a tall person. So he's right in that you can't like shrink. You walk into a room, like when my friend walks in, we met her for dinner one time. The minute he walked in, I literally could see the whole restaurant just turn and just stare blatantly. Like, people don't even care at that point. Like, it's my right to stare at you because you're that tall. So it's your fault. So, yeah, I can understand his uncomfortableness regarding that. It's The basketball thing is very interesting. I once read a
1: thing that if you are a man who is over seven feet and you live in the United States of America, there is a one in 10 chance that you play for the NBA. <laughs> like, that's how much your, your stock goes up as a basketball player just by, it's not true for 6'11 men, but once you hit seven, that is like something. So he finally, we get to stop talking about his tall boy issues. And he talks about how he was engaged, but she wanted, it sounded like she wanted him to have more money, but she wasn't honest about it. And then a month before the wedding, she was like, you don't make enough money or you don't take care of me enough financially. And so they just broke it off.
0: Yeah. He said she said, wanted someone older. She wanted a daddy. Like a 54 year old. <laughs> that was what he said. He was so cryptic. But I, I found Justin to be a bit of an unreliable
1: narrator. <laughs> I just <laughs> couldn't really believe that he when people are like, I've never found any, but you could not find a single woman who wanted to talk to you on a deep level.
0: I just didn't believe that. <laughs> Justin seems like the kind of person that believes his own truth and he'll stand by it. So, um,
1: yeah. And he so he says that the experience made him more cautious and then he drops the bomb on us that he's been celibate for a year and a half, which when I heard the word celibate in the previews, I was
0: like, Oh, but a year and a half, eh, it's not that long. Yeah. But then I thought at this moment in time, my first thought was like year and a half, but then how long ago was his engagement? Cause then I thought my first thought was like, he wasn't having sex with his, fiance also at the time but by the next scene we found out that it was five years ago so so we come back to Justin
1: and his brother and he's really really upset about his brother's reaction and he starts crying and you know when Justin was told that he was going to be matched he also started crying and I realized that Justin is a crier Mm -hmm. my (laughs) favorite thing about myself is that I'm equal opportunity when it comes to the crying I just I'm not for crying Please stop.
0: I, I thought about you. As soon as you started crying, I'm like, here we go. Zach 2.08 is going to love this. Eight does not like tears.
1: <laughs> My general philosophy is if someone is dead or dying, then you can cry. Other than that, please no. no.
0: Um, <laughs> You're not helping your case. That <laughs> you're not so less. <laughs>
1: His brother is so bowled over by this whole getting married thing. Um, his brother says that he left the state after his last failed relationships. And I'm like, I, do, I mean, I, if that was five years ago, I don't. And he's still in the place where he left. That just seems like a life choice. Not like, oh, my God, my engagement didn't work out. I'm leaving the state. Um, well, he, he seemed... explains
0: what happened later on. Oh, you haven't watched After Party. I'm sorry. But yeah, Okay. It, get, so, it gets blurry. It was three hours, guys. So everything is just blurry. And I'm like, oh, that was an after party where we found out what happened. So it'll make um, sense.
1: Now I know Justin was on after party. Good to know. Thank yeah.
0: you. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> so next up is Alexis telling her friends once. I mean, I'd like to point out again the diversity. Her friends and, and the attractiveness. Her friends are men. And she seems very athletic. She's playing flag football with mm-hmm. Hassan, Tommy, and Marquise. I I enjoyed Hassan, Tommy, and Marquise.
0: Very cute, too. Very easy on the eyes.
1: Very easy on the eyes. All three of them.
0: Uh, She, I like
1: her reveal, too. So she has, like, a little headpiece on, and she's wearing a scarf. I was like, man, those braids must be really old. And then she (laughs) fooled us all because she took off the scarf, and she had a little, um, a bride thing, so she could tell them that she was getting married. Yeah. Alexis makes a lot of hay about being
0: proposed to three times. I I don't know if it's a point of pride for her. Mm, I think it's the show. You know how we have buzzwords that have to be said 10 times over. I think she's been prompted to play that up. And I think it's interesting that her,
1: why didn't it work with the three times you've been proposed to? Is she takes responsibility for that. She mm-hmm. says that she didn't have a good idea of what a relationship should be and that's why it didn't work out. I'm like, hmm. That's I think I think it's a decent sign. Yes. I think it is. So we get to hear how her mom loves her dog and treats her dog so well because she's like, I don't have any grandchildren, I'm just gonna treat the god the dog well. <laughs> Alexis is the youngest of three girls, which I thought was great. I think be as I've said many times, being the youngest is the best position to be in. Um <laughs> We find out that her parents stayed together for the kids. And then sometime around her 18th birthday, they were like, okay, we're done. And the reaction was, thank God.
0: (laughs) That's just sad. Guys, don't stay for the kids. They know. And you just (laughs) end up fucking them up more because they absorb all the energy. We
1: end with Alexis and Justin's part with Pastor Cal giving us a summary involved the phrase strong female, so I really couldn't listen to anything else and being vulnerable.
0: (laughs) I think I was just thinking like, you know, I'm really scared of their first impression because my thoughts in the matchmaking special was I didn't think that she was going to find him attractive. And I'm like, you know, at this point in time of the show, I was like, oh, maybe the height will wash away everything else because that's another thing she talks about a lot is
1: height which and... i will say every friend i've had who's like five ten or whatever they do mention like yeah but then we got older and some of the married guys who were shorter than them because you live and you learn
0: <laughs> i do want to point out though that i do like the fact that we have curvier women this season with lindy and alexis i think lindy has a great body and alexis as well
1: agreed agreed i th- yeah, Alexis's body goals.
0: Um, and we will be right back.
1: Life doesn't happen biweekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to a hundred dollars per day or up to seven hundred and fifty dollars per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck, then access up to a hundred dollars a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn
0: In to buy
1: a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation.
0: Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, Type in call on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Altocall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin? You feel a little bit down or off and those cravings when you feel like you could eat anything in sight. Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrocontrol. control. You have to try Hormone
1: Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ALTARCALLMAFS for 15% off today.
0: And we are back with Kristen and Mitch. Okay, Kristen is 32 and her title is Daring and Devoted. And Mitch is 41 and Rebel Without a Cause. I thought it was Rebel With a Cause. <laughs> oh, maybe it is with and I just put without. But honestly, <laughs> knowing what we know about Mitch, it should be without. That man ain't got shit going on. <laughs>
1: um, Kristen sits down with her group of friends. So Kristen's story is that she was engaged before... She has an ex-fiancé. When she met him, he was staying on someone else's couch, and she'd have taken that as a first red flag. They dated for five and a half years. She planned a wedding, which she spent her entire life, life savings on. And then two weeks before the wedding, her fiancé's mistress approached her and told her that he'd been cheating for six months. So she and her friends went on the vacation without the groom, and we got a picture of it. And, you know, those are some good friends. That's, that, looked, that looked like the best outcome you could get out of such a shitty situation agreed but i have a question aid do you consider key west to be a destination wedding if anybody had to pay for a plane ticket it's a destination key west from san diego that is a destination wedding although That's... if you're going to make people pay couldn't you have gone to i don't know someplace nicer
0: that is interesting to me because the whole time she didn't reveal where it was she just kept saying i planned the biggest destination wedding the da da da. then when they posted the pic- the picture they were like key west florida so maybe it's my fault. I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> somewhere completely lavish. And then the destination came up and I was like, oh, wow. so, okay. Okay. Fair. <laughs> um, we hear that Kristen
1: really wants kids, that she's the oldest of three girls. Um, and that her parents divorced when she was 14 and she lists like the, the fiance and the divorce as reasons why people might think that she's doomed at love. And I was like, that just sounds like a regular life at me. I think doomed I mean, at love is a bit dramatic.
0: Don't feel special, girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then this is the part where I decided I, I don't care for Kristen. This is a snap judgment. Maybe I'll change my mind. She tells her friends that she told her mom and her sisters about being matched, but she's decided not to tell her dad. Because his opinion is so important, she's decided not to tell She's gonna tell him when he arrives on the wedding day. I find this whole thing to be unnecessary drama and disrespectful, honestly. It so I, I, I'm not a fan.
0: I understand, not to spoil it for you. She's an after party and we get more detail on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but, uh, but yeah, at this certain point before we saw her an after party, I'm like, why are you being dramatic? What is the reason for keeping this from your dad? And I will say her explanation still doesn't make sense, but I get where she's coming from. Two things about when she told her friends about getting married, her friend was like, oh my God, you're getting married in two weeks. Who's the guy? And that really irritated me. This show is 15 seasons in. You know it's married at first sight. Do you not know that they do not know who the person is? Why are you asking who the guy is? Like, it just sounds stupid. And then the other thing was like, what if the sex is bad? What if you don't like the penis is undersized? And then someone said, what, what What? if we don't know the color? What does oh, that mean? Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, girl, I caught that. I'm like, what does that? I'm, I'm not saying it verbatim, but the, it was surrounding the color. What if it's the No, they didn't say the wrong color, because that would have thrown hands. But they said something about the color. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> If anybody else heard it, please back me up because I know I'm not crazy. I wrote it down, so I must have heard it. (laughs) But yeah, I didn't know what that meant and I was like, hmm, raise my eyebrows. So now we're on to Mitch.
1: His brother comes over um, and then he does a video call with his sister-in-law and his adorable nieces and his mom and he tells them that he's getting married. And they're so happy and so supportive. Um, We find out that Mitch's dad has passed away. But yeah, they have a very positive reaction. Um, And then we get to Mitch's little package. And he says that his job took over his life and he was focused on himself. And he also mentions that as a 41-year-old, he would think that he would have been in relationships that were four to five years. But he's only been in relationships that's two to three years. The people on the show really overthink things, really overthink things. Um, I'm like, who is counting? It's fine. Um, He says that he likes a loud mouth with an inappropriate sense of humor. And I thought that sounds like Lindy, which is unfortunate because he's marrying Kristen. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, His parents were divorced when he was young, but his brother and sister-in-law are his healthy example of what marriage looks like. We find out that Mitch was a manny for his oldest niece. He took care of her for a year and a half. That is some valuable experience before you decide that you want to be a parent. Mm -hmm. Um, His brother says to him that he has resisted conforming. So he, he also gives him the advice that you should try not to say anything that you'll have trouble taking back. That's some good marriage advice. Mm -hmm. Um, Mitch is an environmentalist, which I find very charming. Um, (laughs) I find it charming when a person is committed to a cause so much in their everyday life that they basically pick up trash everywhere they go. I've met, I've known, I'm friends with a couple people like that. And I just, I don't know, I respect it. Um, I just, I'm like, what if she has a water bottle? I think that's going to be a huge problem. If she ever brings a plastic water bottle in his presence, will this marriage
0: survive? Um, okay. First of all, I think during the matchmaking, I was like, Kristen, it was between Kristen with a Y and Kristen with an I. Either of them was just scary to me because they both have frenetic energy to me, but (laughs) Mitch gave me all of the red flags. (laughs) This episode. I, he's one of those guys that does the good guy thing, but I think he's just self-righteous. Um, Yes, as an environmentalist, I don't find his charm because his brother gave us insight into who he is. And I'm not looking forward to... He seems like he's, um, he's over the top with his environmentalist things and I'm just like, everyone's not going to be at your level. But also because when he says his job took away a lot from him, from what I'm understanding, I don't think he's found his footing career-wise. And Kristen is looking for someone that's established. And Kristen also has a problem with men who are 40 years old who don't really have a good track record in relationships. Why are you single? (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot of red flags there, but we'll see. We'll see. Last up is Morgan and Ben. Morgan is 27 and her title is strong and independent. And Ben is 29 and he's the mama's boy. We see Morgan telling her friends.
1: I'm always like, did they know or did they not know that you were going through casting?
0: Um, Most of them started it by saying, you guys know I've been going through this process, so I think they know. Then why do they act so dang surprised? They get surprised that you got picked, because what are the chances? Like, it's just a fun experiment. I guess,
1: but they always seem to be surprised that you're married. Anyway, maybe the actions, reactions are genuine. Maybe they're put upon, we'll never know. Um, Morgan tells us that she likes video games and she likes Mai Tai and she has heard from guys that she's too headstrong and independent. And the more she talked, the more I heard, I'm not like other girls and I don't like that.
0: That's funny. I had the same note. I'm like, I'm not saying don't be independent, but it's not your personality. There's other things.
1: <laughs> Talks about how a year and a half ago, she wasn't in a good place with her relationship, her career, a bad relationship with her dad, and she was gaining weight. So her, she got a pep talk from her mom. Um, and we heard learned that she is, uh, she, her mom is Japanese. And part of her mom's pep talk was like, you're, for, you're a strong Kadoi woman. So Anyway, she got out of the relationship. She made the career moves. She did her Mai Tai, but she's tired of being alone. So this is, this fine, like getting married at first sight is going to put the cherry on the bow of the life that she's built herself. Her friends say she likes her freedom. Then this one friend who is missing a chunk of her front tooth tells us that while they were kickboxing, Morgan knocked out her tooth or part of her tooth. And I was like, this is a true friend. I have to appear on national TV for you with a chunk of my tooth missing because of you. And she still showed up.
0: Would it be out of pocket to ask a friend to get your, to kind of pay for your tooth, tooth to get I, fixed? I, I'll let them work that out between
1: insurance and, and herself. But I mean, technically, if you do knock someone's tooth out, even if it's an
0: accident, I think the right thing to do is at least offer half. Yeah, teeth work thinking, is like, not cheap. It's not. I was thinking in general, like if that happened to you, would you, <laughs> what would you do? I think I'd offer it. That's a huge thing to walk around with a chipped tooth.
1: I, I'm obsessed with my teeth. If if a chunk of my tooth was knocked out, I would be at the dentist like that afternoon. I'm being like, <laughs> fix this right now. Um, no matter how much it cost. <laughs> Um And then I would worry about payment later.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so that was Morgan for me.
0: No, my only other thing with Morgan is, again, we've talked about it, but she looks like a cross between Olivia from New Orleans and Merla from Houston. Tracks, tracks. Next up
1: is Ben. (sighs) Ben is attractive. Besides the haircut, Ben is really cute. But unfortunately, everything else about him is is terrible. So he tells us straight up that he's a mama's boy. I, I think mm-hmm. I was willing to overlook that in the matchmaking special. Um, then he tells us that you know he was a he you know uh, his parents met in a refugee camp in 1975 in Vietnam. I found it fascinating. By my count, this is the third season in a row where we have the child of
0: refugees. Ah, that's true. That's true. We had Bao. We had Noi. And now Bin. Now we have Bin.
1: Um, We find out this episode that he's a cheapskate.
2: He doesn't believe
1: cheapskate. We mean like cheapskate. I mean, we see him clipping coupons. I'm okay. That's okay. okay. Uh, Then we hear, don't use the air conditioning or the heater. Just open a window. Um, No laundry from four to nine. I'm going to be real honest. I didn't know there were times of day where it was more expensive to run appliances.
0: We've been blessed to live in places that have washer and dryer in house. <laughs> oh, did he mean in house?
1: Yes. Like I, I, I think someone mentioned it to me. Something about how you don't do laundry certain times of day because like the electricity rates are higher. I know nothing about this.
0: Oh, Ben could never be at my place. He'll just have a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> um, he talks about how
1: like if you looked at him. It would seem like he has the perfect life because he's, I'm I'm not sure if he's completed the master's program, but there was a lot of talk about the master's program. He, he has. has a fit, he has a fit body. He has a stable job, but he comes home to emptiness and he wants to have a wife and a happy marriage. And he wants a best friend. He mentions that he couldn't meet anybody at the gym because everybody has RBF. I was like, Oh Lord.
0: And he was so um, pleased with himself. I'm not gonna cuss my mom. My mom. Your mom is not the only person in the world. And then I loved
1: his friends though. Um, first off, three of the four of them were wearing gray shirts. I was like, did, was there a memo about what shirt color you're supposed to wear? <laughs> um, ben mentioned they talked about his cheapness, and Ben mentioned that he, um, and what if that for birthdays and other gifts he would buy her stock. He was not joking.
2: Mm -mm.
1: He doesn't seem to... And, and, you know, there's a lot of talking before you actually do. But I'm like, no one wants a cheapskate boyfriend who won't buy them presents. Because they're saving and they want to put money in the stock market. Like, you can put money in the stock market and you can also go buy someone a nice birthday present.
0: I mean, nothing in his growth of self-awareness let him know that maybe he's single because no one wants to be with a cheapskate. Like, if you don't do anything nice for them, what are you... What are you expecting out of a relationship? Like we're just gonna cut coupons together and stay home all day? As what this I'm like, is this an exaggeration, but uh, I don't know. He didn't seem like it. His friends just seem to be on the same page with it. I, I don't have high hopes
1: for Ben and Morgan. <laughs> I really don't. Um Next up is Stasia and Nate. How are you saying her name? Stasia? Oh, thank God. Go ahead
0: but I probably should have listened to see how they say it. <laughs> Stasia is 37 and she's the boss lady. And Nate is 34, a hustler with a heart. Uh,
1: Stasia, we see sitting down with her mom to tell her that she's getting married. Um, her mom and her are twins. Their faces is the exact same. Her mom is just darker. That's the only difference.
0: That's true. And she gives me, um, Stasia gives me really strong, um, Karen Huger from Real Housewives of Potomac. I feel oh, like yes. You look alike a lot.
1: Um, we see Stasia talk about how successful she is and she's invested in real estate. We see a whiteboard. I'm like, Oh Lord, not another whiteboard. <laughs> she talks about how when she was growing up and they couldn't afford things, it just made her want to work for things. So that she could have the things that she wanted. I told you she was Marilla. <laughs> she, she has a very interesting story. She was raised by her mom and her stepdad. She played volleyball. Um, and when she was a teenager, they were moving, and she emancipated herself and lived
0: with a teammate. Because she didn't want to move with her mom. <laughs> I hear. Not that I hear, I- but a lot of teenagers find it really traumatic when their parents have to move and they have to leave the school that they're in. I mean, I get it. It's really traumatic. I mean, when I moved to the States, I had to just drop into the high school. But my fear was just being the new person from a completely different country. But for a lot of other people who were born and raised here, it's like the most traumatic thing ever at that age to make new friends and be the new girl.
1: I took note of the emancipation part. I was like that seems extreme and it made me wonder if there was more go to that story than just i didn't want to move because if you didn't want to move you can go live with a teammate without declaring yourself legally an adult
0: um maybe her mom refused her mom has to agree for her to live with somebody else And in her mind she's like just move with me and she's like okay if you're not going to i'm gonna do it myself and when she's emancipated her mom has no say over her
1: That, that that to me is extreme
0: I think that's the point she was trying to put across. Like, I'll (laughs) do anything to get what I want. (laughs) Not just her doing anything to get
1: what she wants, to get a court to agree that she should be emancipated from her parents. I would say I just think there's more to that story than being an independent woman.
0: I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Um, So then we come back to her mom, and her mom is asking about a post note. Does she think that that's so interesting? It was my understanding that everybody on this show signs a prenup. Oh, really? Yes.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: I thought that they all signed a prenup. Why do you think that? Because in a show called Married at First Sight, I would think that that is due diligence to make sure that everybody signs a prenup. Is what you're I- saying that you assumed? I thought I had read it somewhere, too. I can, I mean, I can look back through interviews and stuff, but it, I thought that they signed a prenup.
0: Um, I didn't know that. That's why I found it interesting. Was I was like, you know what? In all of the seasons, we've just never had that conversation about a postnup. Because how do you sign a prenup if you've never met? Well, I think that's... Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, maybe that's why
1: it's a postnup. I wonder if they sign a prenup that's good for like a year or two. And then if you need to... Once you are really, really married and you need to renegotiate, the show is probably like, figure that out amongst yourselves.
0: But, Aid, you can't do a prenup. You find out who the person is. You have to have to see the name. You can't just sign something blind. Oh. So you can't have a prenup. So that's why I'm like, where do we get that from? The only option is a postnup. Yeah. And I just found it interesting that she's the first person in 15 seasons to bring that up because it makes the most sense. Like how has no one ever thought about a postnup? I just,
1: I'm like, how could you marry a stranger without some sort of legal assurance that they're not going to then try when you guys get divorced I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be in their favor, but if you have significant assets, you can drag out a divorce arguing over them.
0: I mean, if you're that concerned about your assets, don't get married at first sight. (laughs) Because the whole thing is you're taking a leap of faith and not knowing anything about the person. Because again, if you sign anything, you have to show lawyers. Your lawyer has to know who it is. You'll find the client's name. So I don't think it's possible to even finagle a prenup anyway.
1: Interesting. Um. She mentions to us that she's going to ask him at the aisle. So I think this is going to be a, like a dramatic wedding moment where she walks up that aisle and asks him for a map. We'll see if she goes through with it. I'm just like, where do you fit it in? I don't know. <laughs> I think the producers will be very happy to create this moment of drama for you. Okay. Um, next up is Nate. Nate says that he is going to tell his friends because he has a small family and they don't live here anyway. He says that he has an entrepreneurial spirit and that when he was young, he even sold fake handbags. Um, And he mentioned pulling up to the barbershop to sell his wares. Uh, And it reminded me, like, fun fact for our non-Black listeners, when you go to the beauty shop, you're there for a while, and it is not uncommon to have door-to-door salesmen come through the beauty shop selling bags, purses,
0: meals back in the days, movies that were in the theaters <laughs> you get it <your> on DVD <laughs> so it's a, it's a one-stop mo- mobile shop <laughs> um do you
1: i'm sure i mentioned it do you remember there was a show on bravo it only lasted one season but it was about these four black women going to italy to like date
0: i never watched it but i remember Wait,
1: it you remember it okay so i was getting my hair done <laughs> And this woman came by with a cooler and she was selling meals and she told us that she was going to be on that show. And she was <laughs> on that show. <laughs> so you never know who is selling you stuff while you're getting your hair done. Um, so Nate made me smile with that. Um, he also said that the police department called him and told him that he needed to stop that. I'm assuming cause he was selling fake bags and that is <laughs> illegal. He mentions that in the past he slept in his car This show has traumatized me. When I hear sleep in the car, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Chris. It's Chris. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
1: He talks about his entrepreneurial journey. And now he's day trading and selling advertising to retail chains. And he says now that he can take care of himself, he's ready for a partner to take care of.
0: Can I jump in and say everything about this section was a red flag to me? (laughs) (laughs) It was very much I've never had a real job. (laughs) uh, But besides that, but yes, listen, guys, anyone who calls themselves a hustler is a red flag. (laughs) This is PTSD for me. When I was in college, I dated someone who identified as a hustler. He didn't go to class. He didn't want to go to class. He said he was not going to do the traditional. You know, they always say the traditional nine to five. I'm just going to hustle for myself and take care of myself. But what exactly are you doing, my dude? I don't, when you can't identify what it is that you do, that hustler is just a red flag for me. And then to make it worse, he said, now he figured himself. And then he said, he's a day trader. That is just a blanket for, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what it, what you do. You just sit there and say, you day trade. I can't prove that you actually do it. So <laughs> Nate was just a red flag to me. And I'm like, girl, get that post knob. <laughs> I'm totally judging this man. I'm just saying first impressions. That was just what I was thinking. (laughs) We. Okay. What we were thinking. I was like, Nate just seems like the kind of guy who knows how to dress up things. But again, this is what we always think. This is what I thought about Woody and he was good. That's what we still think about Olajuwon, but here we are, last man standing. So I don't know. Nate could surprise us. Woody and Olajuwon had jobs with health insurance. No
1: matter what we say about them. They worked for the state.
0: (laughs) And also, another red flag, Nate wants to be a power couple. Listen. Mm. (laughs) It's always the ones. Always the ones. He's the kind of people that women don't go for men for their heart anymore. They just don't want to hustle and start from the ground. That's who Nate is to me. But who knows? Again, we'll find out.
1: I don't know why you're saying who knows. We know.
0: We don't know. This show has a way of making (laughs) you... go up and down (laughs) um
1: he tells his friends that he's deleted the dating app so I was like oh good for you so we're gonna find them later (laughs) somebody one of the I'm so terrible at names but one of the friends who he told said that she's his bff and then we find out he's known her for all of a year I, I take how can you be calling someone your bff that you know for a year um then we get a whole new storyline about will there be issues with him having female friends that's what his friends choose to talk about <laughs> the fact that they choose to bring it up i'm like so are y'all friends or are y'all people that he dated who he's now friends with mm, that's a good question pastor cal tells us that stace stacia and nate were matched for their entrepreneurial spirit I find that kind of a terrible reason to match people. I actually find that if you're a real entrepreneur, it's always good to be partnered with a person who's um, the steady one. Because the thing about entrepreneurship is that most of the time it's up and down. And those are the real entrepreneurs, not the ones that whatever Nate is.
0: Yeah. And the problem is, once again, and we had a listener um, writing, hi, Micah, thank you for sending it in. But writing about how they're always matching people with people that are black women, with people that are growing on the up, on the on the up and coming, it's real aggravating. Yep, but to be fair, I wouldn't say it's just the. Would you say it's just the black? I was thinking about Austin women. and
1: Jessica because he was also a
0: he had just switched careers or something and was still growing. No, but for him, I think that he was just he was working. She just didn't like his job. He was having sales, and that happened way like in couples Scam. When he was trying to switch his career but he was working and he was doing sales and she's like i want you to stay home and be with me but she says they give people who are lacking emotionally and financially and i'm just trying to think of maybe mark 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 yeah 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 okay i mean he i'm like i think i'm too hung up
1: on did they have a steady job yeah. Are we, are we substituting lacking financially for lack of a steady, of steady employment?
0: That's, oh, we're getting in the weeds now. Either way, the point is they never match the energy. <laughs> and they, they always seem to
1: imply in that one person is making more money than the other. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I feel like they maybe they can't find them. I don't know. But they could set themselves up for success by matching people with similar salaries.
0: They can. Because I think Dr. Pepper pointedly asked Nate, like, do you care if your wife makes more money than you? I'm like, this is a woman who says on her first date, she asks what's your credit score? Meaning that she cares about the financial aspect of things. So what, what, what are we doing? Setting them up for failure. But okay
1: so now that we know who everybody is it's time for all of them to know who each other are the guys are playing beach volleyball and this is what i mean by taking advantage of the climate the girls are at an outdoor bar everybody starts by going over like ages basic biographical facts alexis tells the group that she's been proposed to three times and said no all
0: three times eight can i mention that this was the when i realized that she was not engaged three times. Before this, I kept thinking she was engaged three times, but there's a huge difference between being proposed to three times, but this is why communication is hard. I just assumed she was engaged. <laughs> I-, I would question her so deeply. I'm like, was there a ring every time? People, uh, people say all kinds of This is true because when she described the second one, she said, I was asked. It wasn't <laughs> like... <laughs> Anyways... It's a reality show. I don't know what we're expecting, but okay. She
1: says her high school boyfriend, her college friend, and her co- a college boyfriend. I, yeah, she's... I, Even the stage of life. I'm like, were these real proposals or were these like,
0: you know, puppy love? Yeah, I know. When she said her college friend, I was like, so y'all weren't even dating? He just said, <laughs> if we're both 30 and no one is married, will you marry me? And, he and said... you count that as a proposal?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Nate asked Justin why he's not married. And once again, we hear this thing about women look at him like a piece of meat. It's, as a woman, I'm sorry. It's just very difficult for me to look at Justin as a piece of meat.
0: I think uh, we have to specify that he actually says they just want to deep. And they just ask if I'm packing, because that took Mitch That took Mitch out. Mitch was like, oh my God. He actually just said if he was packing down there. I'm like, Mitch, you're 41.
1: <laughs> Mitch says that he feels pressure to like who they choose, and he'll feel guilty if he's not into her. Mm, mm, mm. Bad news beer. They did a lot of like, Man half of the couple talk, flash to the woman. Woman half of the couple talk, flash to the man. So in res- not a response, but in response to what Mitch said, Kristen says that if he's in his late 30s and never been in love or a serious relationship, she wouldn't like that. Um, is he ready to settle down if he's almost 40? And I'm like, oh, Lord, this man is past 40. What is she going to think?
0: <laughs> this is a perpetual argument with my best friend and I, like she just believes like if you're a certain age and you're in your forties and you've never, you know, been engaged or proposed to, then there's something wrong with you, but it doesn't apply to women. <laughs> um, I've heard her say this. <laughs> um,
1: I feel like something might have been wrong with you, but that doesn't mean there's presently something wrong
0: with you. <laughs> with Mitch, something is still wrong with him. Okay,
1: I'll take that. Uh, Justin asked the guys what they learned from their past relationship. Nate has a great answer about how he was selfish with his time and communication wasn't good. And we flashed to Stacia saying that she's looking for someone who's intentional. And we hear the word ambitious. She wants ambitious. And then we flash to Nate saying he likes independent women and ambitious women. I'm like, you're saying the right things. It's not, it's not sounding right to me. You're being so hard on Nate. He doesn't seem bad per se. I just don't know if he's ready to be married. He's not a good. Later on, I will really have things to say. Um...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He's just not a good first impression giver.
1: (laughs) They're each being asked about each other. I feel like they saw how much, hey, like how great it was when. Alyssa and Lindsay went after it last year, and they really want to recreate that by asking people their opinions. Um, Kristen said that Stasia's husband, she hopes that he feels like he's worthy of everything that she's done, because Stasia is so... She said a lot of stuff, but she said well-spoken, and
0: <laughs> the, best part, the best part was you could see them thinking ahead before they spoke like I'm not going to be the one to say something terrible and they're all picking their words very carefully. <laughs> uh.
1: We, we, once again, we learned this in the matchmaking special, but they repeated. it. Ben is an engineer. He wants to help people. Then we find out he went to Peru to work in an orphanage. So helping people to him is helping them with their fitness and nutrition. So he went to an orphanage to talk to children about their nutrition.
0: <laughs> Why are you laughing? It was so awkward to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like,
1: I don't know much about an orphanage in Peru. I've never been to Peru. I I believe all people deserve all types of education, but I'm just like, if you are a child in an orphanage in Peru is
0: healthy eating habits, really what you need to hear. Okay. So in general, I thought both meetups were awkward, more awkward than (laughs) we've seen the last few seasons because the last few seasons, they all seem to hit it off really quickly but I think this season, we have a lot of people whose self-esteem are not up to par. And everyone, like, it's almost like you could feel them sizing each other up. And everyone was trying to present their best self, but then they were not being natural. It was like, act natural. And then you look to the sky. So you think, it was word vomit for Bin. Like, what did you do? Oh, I did this and I went to Peru. And I was like, huh? <laughs> it just didn't fit. Like, it's a good deed, but it was like, Okay. I,
1: I want to make sure that I am very clear about my own prejudices. I am not a big fan of Americans going to other countries to hang out for a week to feel good about themselves. Um, good nonprofit work is done sustainably. It's done with paid professionals because paid professionals are held to standards. And it's done over a long period of time. So I'm not impressed when I hear, I'm sure that some of you have done this and I don't want to offend you. I think people have very good intentions, but I want to know how the kids in Peru were served in a lifelong manner by him showing up for a week to feel good. Just saying.
0: Well, I guess the question for me is, everybody needs help and you can do it anywhere. But when you add, I went to do it in Peru, what was it about Peru that, you couldn't do here. I mean, it's not like, again, you can do it anywhere that you want to, but that's where it just feels like a savior complex. Like you are saying it because it adds more gravitas that you went to Peru and you didn't do it here. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say because what you could have done instead of spending the money to go to Peru is written a check to the orphanage
1: in Peru and stayed your ass at home and volunteered your time there.
0: And because you also just gave us the spiel that you're so frugal. I just, I don't get it. You won't turn on the AC, but you could spend the money to get on a flight to—I don't know—it wasn't adding up. That's why I said it was just like he got nervous and he had—he felt like he had to say something to stand out and look good, and he just said that. But anyways, are we being too hard on
1: them? We're well, totally being too hard. He just did something that lots of people do. I just have strong feelings
0: about it. <laughs> um. I don't—I <laughs> don't know if I have strong feelings. I just thought it was just it. It, it was very cut and paste. It just didn't fit the conversation, but anyways. It, it didn't jibe with yes. the conversation. Yeah. He mentions that he
1: would love to volunteer with his wife, which I actually thought was nice. You guys should volunteer right here in San Diego. People need you here. Morgan says she wants to go to Japan because her mom is Japanese and her ancestors were samurai and there is a prefecture named after her family. Really cool. Everybody was super impressed with it, as they should be, because that
0: sounds really cool. Alexis calls Morgan a firecracker. I don't know what that means when people say that. Morgan is a walking conversation starter. Uh, Muay Thai and
1: samurai and yes. Uh, I had a vision of Ben and Morgan talking about traveling and Ben not wanting to travel because it costs money. Yeah, it's inevitable. (laughs) Mitch tells the guys that he works for an environmental nonprofit, and part of being sustainable is not always buying stuff you don't need. So he doesn't want to buy a bunch of stuff to impress his wife. But the guys tell him that he probably will need to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen wants someone, she she says she doesn't mind if they don't make a lot of money, but she wants them to be passionate about their work. She doesn't want someone who's unhappy with their life and their career. Um, check, check. With a question mark. That's true. That was a good flash, flash. It was like, yes. oh, that might work out. Yes. Uh, Lindy tells them that her deal breaker is passive, um, is someone who's passive, that they need to come with their problems, and Lindy will walk over men if they can't hold their ground. They need to come out
0: swinging. I was like, did, I mean, calm, calm. Um, well, <laughs> they, she, they didn't <laughs> give her that. <laughs> they gave her a man who's going to write her a poem. <laughs> I'm so sorry, honey. <laughs> just like the Miguel is.
1: if you want someone to come out swinging, I just don't think
0: Miguel is it. Nope. Alexis. But Miguel, is, but, but Miguel yeah. is what she needs, though. If her friends are right about spiraling, I don't think you need someone... That's on 100 also. Okay. Then we get
1: Alexis
0: commentating on Lindy. (laughs) Alexis says,
1: Lindy, she's cool. Then the producer asks, what does she really think? And she says she talks a lot and she doesn't really want to (laughs) listen. Which, of all the things you could say about a person, that's very mild. (laughs) (laughs) They did show a whole flashback of Lindy talking too much.
0: It's one of those things that they probably just didn't feed off of each other. Even though now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it was one-sided because I don't know what Lindsay. I don't know why they didn't ask Lindy what she thinks about Alexis.
1: Lindy seems to have a she a sweet spirit. I doubt she said anything bad about anybody. And mm-hmm. even what Alexis said wasn't even bad. It was just an observation.
0: Okay. Um, I mean, we go? Mm, Sorry, I'm just trying to think what she said because she said, you know, someone's gonna love her for her. That didn't sound (laughs) nice. (laughs) Would you say that was less than charitable? Yes. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, Then we go back to the guys to find out that Miguel writes poetry. He tells them that the poem that he wrote, was the best poem ever. And then he says the poem. And we all learn that Miguel better keep on writing because he has a lot of work to do.
0: I'm telling you, A, there's a lot of low self-esteem going and they're all just blurting out things because in their mind it sounded better. Why would you tell anyone that this is the best thing you've ever written? Like, everyone's just trying to (laughs) be the best and it's not working. It was so awkward. Oh my God, I cringed. (laughs) It's funny because I'm.
1: this is why we do the show, I guess. I did not pick up on the whole there was no we're all going to be great friends vibes in this first meetup. Nope. But every season, everybody ends up at least making one or two good friends, if not multiple. I so,
0: oh, Go ahead, sorry.
1: I would hope that this season doesn't break the
0: streak, because that would be sad. But that's the thing. Everyone gets great friends, but they all hit it off the first night. By this time, Jasmina and... What's the one's wife's name? Katina. <laughs> wow. By this time, Jasmina and Katina were like already hitting it off, and we're friends, and now everyone's just I don't know. Just wasn't as friendly as it's been in the past. I don't know. It was awkward for me. I don't like to
1: stereotype. <laughs> but I've just heard that the West Coast is just like not a friendly place. That people aren't open. I don't know. It's it's a stereo. It's just something I've heard.
0: Yeah, I heard that a lot of people are not, they surface and they're not genuine. So people don't trust people. So who knows? But a lot of them are transplants, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows hopefully it gets better so then we move on to the dress and tux shopping and this moment as i watched them buy their dresses i'm like ah this is the order that we're gonna get the weddings so alexis came in and i was actually very surprised because alexis had no idea what kind of dress that she wanted and she was giggling a lot but all i kept wondering was about the braids i mean the braids were still on there and i was like well i hadn't seen the previews and i was like is she gonna have these braids for the wedding, but then she has to have braids <laughs> for the honeymoon. So it's not going to last. So wh- what are we doing? But I think someone informed me that she had different hair for the wedding. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I liked her second dress. I liked the second dress that she tried on, but, um, her. oh, I liked the second dress that she tried on, but I eventually liked the dress that she chose. What did you think about it? I hated every
1: dress she tried on. And the one I hated the least was the one she picked, but I still didn't like it. And as she was trying it on, I was like, Those inserts at the top, are they supposed to be skin color and are they going to switch them out for her skin color or like a Uh, shade of brown? And then they didn't. Um, So I just, I didn't like her dress at all. I loved it.
0: (laughs) I thought it was so sexy, but then I don't know why, you know, her friend, uh, her friends kept saying like, she's not traditional. So they're not sure... Why she wanted a traditional dress. I think her words were she wants to feel like a lady, that she wants to be a lady. So I'm not sure what she was aiming for. Like, I, I don't know. You know, the patriarchy lives in different ways in our heads because she said she wanted him to not have an impression of her, but just present yourself. So she was torn. I think she was fighting, but I did like her dress. It ended up being very sexy. There was a lot of cleavage, there was a lot of leg, and it was very form fitting on her um we see justin going to buy a tux and he comes his brother comes by and comes with his kids his two nephews and they're asking his brother like and his brother tells us that what justin usually goes for that he goes for what he wants versus what he needs and then he described they tell him to describe the kind of woman that he needs he does and it was like is that what he goes for and he's like nope not what i just described his brother was just being a negative nancy and he brought that energy to Tuck's shopping. Um, we see Stasia go dress shopping, and she says she does not do simple and she does not do basic. And she goes around looking for her dress. Um, did you like her dress? Ambivalent. I was just like, oh, I guess that's nice. <laughs> Same. Um, Nate, of course, is like, he's looking for the drip. And then his friends come and then his one friend that was in the original package that didn't really say anything finally spoke. And I'm like, oh, he speaks. Um, I don't know how you felt. I feel like they were making a conscious effort to not make Nate the ex-playboy like they did for a larger one. Well, all mm-hmm. I kept seeing was a larger one, but I'm like, they're just looking to not brand him that way. Correct. When everything about him was screaming ex-playboy. <laughs> it does. Yes. But I'm like, you can't pull one on us. This is not our first rodeo. Season fifteen, baby. All right. Did you have anything else for the dress? Talks shopping. No, I did. I thought it. The guys were going
1: for some unique looks. No one was going for the traditional colors, traditional fit. Nope, just uniqueness. Which uh, I don't. I don't hate it.
0: I like both. I like the Justin Silver thingy. I just didn't know. They didn't know each other. Well, they knew each other then, but that whole weird thing they were doing when they, like they were doing the Heisman when they came out in their tuxes. Like the fact that both of them did that, I was like, okay, is that a new thing? But yeah. All right, guys, we'll be right back to talk about the Bachelor bachelorette party. And we're back. So we have the usual thing. I think we're in between COVID, so... We're still putting them in empty warehouses. I don't know. All the bars they used the last few seasons look like they built a set. It's so empty. There's not enough people to fill the space. not enough people. I'm like, just get extras. Anybody we want to be on TV. And then, you know, they're just trying to put them together and get scenarios out of the situation. So they have one stripper, one lone stripper, just dancing around all the guys. Justin, of course, is being a good boy. He says he's not into strippers, how strippers don't make his dick hard. Guys, this man talked about his dick about a hundred times this episode. Like,
1: <laughs> it was too much. Like, it God. was too much. It was honestly, it was it was off-putting. I, I, I know that I'm primed for certain reasons to not like Justin. And the more he talked about his dick, I just, you know, at some point I was like, is Justin immature?
0: I just, I can't pin it out because he curses a lot. I don't know. I can't pinpoint Justin. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'd like, love thought. to hear more
1: about his upbringing because I feel like he wasn't, he, in some ways he seems like a very well-adjusted human. And in mm-hmm. other ways, it's like he missed some sort of social skills. Mm. Yeah.
0: I don't know. The more we picked the more it up epi- from TV so sometimes you can act it out. <laughs> the more episodes we see I think the more we can judge him better with more with more info <laughs> okay as we get it. Nate of course lets us know that you know he's a freak because that's what guys like him do. Ben says he's intimidated and hopes his wife isn't into stuff like this just as we see Morgan humping the bar just dragging herself across the bar. Morgan says, like, I just want a man that's going to be about it, someone to initiate, and they're asking Ben about if he's going to have sex. You know, innovative ways. They asked about the wedding night. It wasn't really crass, and he's like, oh, it's on her. Like, if she's initiated and she wants to, I'm not going to say no. So i was already not feeling Mitch, but one more con against Mitch is that his friends have been saying that you know, sticking with a relationship has been an issue with him. So this marriage is good because he'll be forced to deal with things. Mitch, 41 year old Mitch. Uh, this is not looking good at all. Um, Alexis said she had a great time as Lindy was telling people that she wasn't allowed to dance. And I think the producers did that on purpose. <laughs> Just to, like, you know, she tried to tell people that I wasn't allowed to dance. So now I don't know what to do. So the stripper was putting in work just as Stacia was saying that she wouldn't care if her husband got attention from other women, that what would upset her is him not setting boundaries and crossing the line. And then we get a flash to Nate telling a stripper to get on her knees as he motions like he's forcing her head to his crotch. They go on commercial, but the optics were not good. There was something, I, I, I this is my thought, I get that she's a stripper, but the way he spoke to her was not right. It, was, it made me uncomfortable. I get it. It was, I get it. There's dirty talk, there's rough, whatever, but you don't know this woman, you're on TV and you don't even have to be on TV. There was something that was a power trip about it. Mm-hmm. That's like, get on your knees, a girl. And that's what I said. And Because I think someone gasped <laughs> beside him. <it>. Like, <laughs> did he? <laughs> Did he he just right, Okay. But he puts whipped cream in her mouth and I'm like, "Okay." And um the girls are all sitting down and Stasia just randomly asks about an uncircumcised penis. I even I was not expect I'm like, "What? There's a lot You know what? Our episode is going to be called Dick Talk because this is just what <laughs> it was about the entire the entire episode. Um just Alexis is like, um, I've never seen one. I don't know how that works. And then, um, oh God, I forgot her name. Kristen is yeah. like, it all. Kristen was okay. like, it all works the same. Like, this <laughs> is like a sweater or something like that. Um, Alexis reminds me so much sidebar of Justine from Love Island USA. She won season two. So if anyone's familiar with her, um, yeah. So Justin is still trying to convince his brother who is telling us that he's devastated and terrified. Very strong words. He's just getting married. He's not like being shipped out to war or something. And this is where I pointed out his brother is married, but why does he sound so anti-marriage? Because he's telling like, do you want to be shackled? Do you want to go to jail? I'm like, those those are strange words for a married man. <laughs> you, I, I say, whenever... <laughs>
1: It's an, um, I think it's a very unfortunate thing, but I, I have had men who just really want to tell me how awful marriage is mm-hmm. and I just don't play these games anymore. I'm like, you know, you can always get divorced and people think it's a joke and it's not a joke. If you feel the need we're not close friends. Okay. These are not, these are coworkers. Why are you telling me how much you hate your wife? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I knew their wife cause their wife worked in the same building
0: and I'd be <laughs> like, I don't
1: want to hear this.
0: Yeah. It's just the fact that you feel comfortable to bitch about your wife the entire time. Not cool. Or the institution of marriage.
1: It's disrespectful. That's what I don't like about it. And it's not healthy for your marriage.
0: Yeah. And the fact that you brought up now you want a parole officer every day, they'll be checking in on you. I'm like, what is with the jail parallels? Like, what is going on, (laughs) my dude? So he gets into a tiff with him. He's just telling him that he wanted him to approve. I don't even know why Justin wants his approvals. I mean, I know he raised him, but he's made it very clear where he stands. Like, you know, you're doing it regardless. Just deal with it. And then, you know, they get into a tiff. I think Justin cries. and uh, he's yes. <laughs> And he's hurt. And then he walks away. And then he tells him, he tells Justin that he's acting like a little bitch. And I'm like, this is a very strong reaction. This man must be really unhappy in his relationship. So anyways, I just, next thing we see is Nate is buying rings from James Allen. You guys might remember James Allen from Steve of Steve and Noy. So when I see Nate, my first thought was very interesting that they chose Nate to be the promo guy. But then we see Miguel also doing the same thing. And I'm like, wait, they're all doing it now? On Here's the, flip- the thing. Okay. They, so they showed Miguel and
1: Nate. And for a second, I thought they were the only two who got rings. That is not the case.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: I remember seeing a picture of Alexis. And she had an engagement ring. And I thought it was interesting. I'm like, they usually just have a wedding band. Where did she get an engagement
0: ring from? So I think everybody got a James Allen this season. They did, because we see it on the wedding day. When we talk about in the future, she gets the rings. So they all get the gems. That's why I'm like, so that I realized that they all got the rings. But I'm saying good on Lifetime for getting that endorsement. You know? It's, it's a You good gotta fit. have a
1: ring sponsor. It's, it's very natural.
0: Yeah, it's a good fit. So then we move on to our first wedding. Guys, a three-hour show, but we only get a wedding, like, 30 minutes left. I, unnecessary so alexis and Justin are getting married first alexis lets us know that she's gassy i don't know if you noticed but the hotel room seems smaller it didn't seem like the usual suites that they have
1: Uh, that's san diego i'm telling you it's expensive so (laughs) they they did a lot of selfie cams that were excessive Mm -hmm. um but i did love that in alexis's selfie cam i could see her little dog's outfit in the background And I thought to myself, Mama Alexis must have purchased that. Because she talked about how her mom buys the dog clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, other than that, I didn't understand why we had to have so much selfie can.
0: Yeah. So we see the braids are gone. And her hair on her wedding day was so pretty. Alexis looked so pretty on her wedding day. The makeup was right. The hair was right. Everything was right. And I liked the dress. So everything to me was, she looked like perfection. Her mom arrives and it looked like the wedding color was green. I liked her bridesmaid's dresses and I liked her mom's dress. And Alexis had a full on freak out. Like she literally starts crying and can't stop crying. And I'm like, don't ruin your makeup. That was not crying.
1: That was something else.
0: That was boohooing. That, I, I don't even have words.
1: There were some really strange noises coming out of her while she was crying
0: she was sobbing from the soul. It was soul sobbing. (laughs) Um, I did laugh a little at that. (laughs) It was very strange.
1: I laughed and I was also like, for God's sake, stop crying. Um,
0: (laughs) She told you guys, she's equal opportunity. (laughs) But um, yeah, her mom was giving her pep talks, but it seemed like the more her mom spoke, the more the boo-hoos came out. So... That was funny. And then I had a little thought. Like, do you think it would help to have past cast members meet up with them? And when I say past cast members, I mean the successful ones. Just come out be... and say, it would be okay. Like, look what turned out. We have babies out of it. I mean, we're lying to them, but I think it would be calming.
1: I think it would be really nice. It would It would be very, very nice. Um, who listens to us, Tane? The network. Because if they did, we
0: would. they would have somebody there. <laughs> comforting these people, I mean anything to stop all this, so Justin's mom arrives, and this is the moment where I see like ma uh, his mom and his brother are basically like twins. um it's good to see that his brother showed up um after the fight that they had, and then we find out that you know they spoke after he walked away. They had a good conversation, and miraculously he's turned it around, and he's proud of him, and he's there for him. I noticed that when they were dressing Alexis up, when they finally got her into the dress, they were putting straps on her dress. And I really liked it with the straps, but it looks like that didn't work out. And she ended up going strapless um, for the wedding. Did you see that? I did not see that. Yeah, it was um, very
1: cute. I was very happy that Justin and his brother made up. Um, I actually thought it was good to see conflict resolution. I'm always happy when I see conflict resolution. Mm. Um because that's how healthy families and healthy relationships work.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: his brother said some really kind and some really nice things. And I think it was just like mentally he needed to get over it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's time for the wedding. Justin walks out. Her friends and family are like, oh, he's tall. She's going to like that. Um. She walks out. And again, I think she looks stunning. And then Justin is like, oh, my God. And he agrees to I can't tell what she's thinking. They seem to get along. They do the whole jokes and all. I could think, Aid, please don't give us another Michaela and Zach, another Jasmina and Michael. The wedding is so great. There's so much chemistry, but this is the best day of their lives because it's all going to go downhill from here. Uh, yeah, I was it mostly
1: good, yes, but there were a couple things here and there which told me that they are no, they're not even like a Michaela and Zach where they were good on the first day. There, there oh. was just a couple things there.
0: Oh, okay. So, okay, so they, they seem to get along. They do their vows. Well, they, well, not the vows. They're doing the stuff where the pastor tells everything. And I'm like, what family member, friend, whatever, thought it was necessary that, to tell us that Alexis does vagina molds out of clay? There was a lot of dick and vagina talk. I'm just... The interesting thing is that I thought the family descriptions were great for both of them, except for that one thing. You yeah. weren't such a good thing? That's a, I'm like, what was that? Was that necessary? Everything else was great. And they all seemed to receive it. Both well, she was very tickled when she found out that, um, no, he was very tickled when he found out that she had a dog. Or was it the other way around? They were both happy that they both have dogs. Either ways. So they read their vows and it was all nice things. I saw someone write on Twitter that they don't care about this vows. Like, you don't know the person, so it doesn't mean shit. But I always say, like, it shouldn't be wedding vows. It should be wedding intentions. Everyone has good intentions, but we don't know if we're going to, you know, fulfill it or not. But it turns out that they had the same thing and they both say great minds think alike. And Alexis is like, great minds Google alike. And he agrees. I guess they Google their vows. I don't know if that's a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) They had an awkward moment when they pronounced them husband and wife. And then they go to hug, kiss. Justin thought it was a kiss. I think she thought it was a hug. And then she turned for the cheek, but he was aiming for the kiss. So that was very awkward. And then she stops and was like, oh, wait, can we kiss? And then they get to the go ahead to kiss. And then he asked her, Kia, may I kiss you? She goes, yes. They kiss, which later he describes as great, but it looked awkward to me. It looked fine to me. Okay. It was just okay. But they kiss. And, you know, I'm always happy when they get the kiss. And then they ask for their first impressions. He said, if God could make the perfect wife, that was her. And she said, you know, he's not my type. <laughs> Typically, and yes, I know I wanted tall, but this is too much. He's uncomfortably tall. <laughs>
1: this was my the, the yes. Alexis doesn't, it, she said it nicely,
0: she didn't like what she saw. But this was my fear all along, Aid. I'm like, I just, again, I'm not saying he's unattractive, he doesn't do it for me, but I, I yeah. I'm lost for words. I don't know. This is my fear. But the bright side is, like I mentioned, she's not as shallow as I am. She said, but I'm willing to, she didn't say look past it. She said something about personality or whatever the heck it is. But yeah. So they start talking and there's a lot of high-fiving. And Alexis was like, I don't like these high-fives. <laughs> she's like, I actually find it corny. He's like, oh yeah, it's habit. I'm sorry. I could stop. And I'm like, oof. maybe Um, okay maybe that's what i was looking for i said is justin immature maybe alexis has it right he's corny i think that he likes to present as confident but i think he's uncomfortable with himself because he says it a lot that i'm confident and i'm secure in myself and i'm like you don't have to say it a lot if you are if you are so that's my thing and it comes out in different ways If I tell people people are checking her on packing, people are going to think about it. I wasn't thinking about it by the beginning of the episode, but by the hundredth mention, I'm like, God (laughs) damn it. Are you packing or not? Now I'm thinking about it. So if he manifests it, it's going to happen. So, you know, presentation is everything. Um, So they talk about, he talks about being engaged and how we broke off. And she said it was five years ago. And she says it's not a turnoff her because once again she's been asked to be married three times and she didn't say no so we'll see where that goes we didn't get to see wedding pictures and all that good stuff but i thought it was a good wedding and a good first conversation because at some point she was holding his hand and actually like rubbing it a little bit and caressing it so again you know physically he's not her type but like Aid says women are more open to give it a chance because we know who's the man. Mitch? What was his biggest fear? She's going to work down the aisle and I don't like what I see and then I'm going to have to hurt her feelings. Does she like what she sees with you, Mitch? Bitch? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so annoyed by Mitch. <laughs> and from the preview, I, I think we find out that Mitch is not going to like what he sees. Mm, um, mm, but mm. Uh, something that we should mention is that uh, Alexis and Justin jumped the broom. Yes. Uh... I don't know about these two. It was a very romantic wedding. I loved everything about their wedding. They were both so happy. They were so joyful. But the minute Alexis said he's too tall and he's not really her type, I was like, "Mm, yes, she's going to try. I know Alexis is going to try. I said it Mm -hmm. in our matchmaking special that I knew Alexis was going to try even if she wasn't physically immediately attracted to him.
0: Mm -hmm. We have something to look forward to next episode. Again, you guys know how I feel. The weddings are cute and all, but let's get to the part where we hate each other. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. Let's know each other. Let's know where your trauma is, how it's manifesting in you, and how this wedding is gonna go. So Tay, who has your bouquet this week? My bouquet this week goes to Alexis and Justin. I completely thoroughly enjoyed their wedding. I was only gonna give it to Alexis because I completely enjoyed her personality. I thought she was fun. I thought she laughed a lot and it was infectious, but Alexis and Justin together for all my fears about Justin were good. And they gave me a good wedding and it was a good way to end the show. Who has yours? I don't remember her name, but Morgan's friend whose tooth was, was knocked
1: out (laughs) because for you to still come support your friend in her TV show after she knocked out your front tooth. So now you have to be on national TV with missing part of your tooth.
0: That's a true friend. (laughs) <laughs> who has your burn ashes my burn ashes goes to mitch i don't like Mitch. i really like he gives me a visceral feel like every time i saw him smile i was like why are you smiling do you have a reason to smile mitch i just i don't know i didn't like what he. i, I didn't like what he was putting down and he just gives me bad vibes who has yours you know i have to give mine to ben Mm. I just don't
1: understand how you can say openly that you don't turn on your AC because you're too cheap. I, what's the <laughs> point of having money if you can't spend it to be even just basically comfortable?
0: That's too much. Like, that's just doing too much. But again, I think it, I, a lot of the men this season, I don't think he has a lot of confidence in himself. We'll see how he plays out. But that's my first impression about the guys this season. We'll see. I
1: don't think you're wrong. I I didn't pick it up as a pattern. I was looking at them too much as individuals, but now that you've said it, I'm like, she right? Um, okay, that is it for this week. You can find Tane with Nana on the rewatch where they're rewatching Sex in the City. They are just getting to the end of season five. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Altercallmafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hear from, hearing from you guys on social media and thanks for joining us on season 15.
0: We're available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Please give us a 5 star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and don't forget that the Maps After Party Recap will be up on our Patreon on Monday. See you next week guys. Bye. 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 Bye.